This episode of The Gourmet Goober is brought to you by SoFoodie. That's foodie with a PH. SoFoodie is the go-to platform that highlights the stories and showcases the talent of brothers and sisters who are innovating and creating in the world of food and beverage. Follow them on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at SoFoodie, that's foodie with a PH, or sign up for their email at SoFoodieWithAPH.com. Hey everyone, this is JJ Outlaw. And she Outlaw. And we are back with a new episode of the Gourmet Goober Podcast. You can always catch me, JJ Outlaw, aka the Gourmet Goober, on Twitter at JJ Outlaw. I'm also on Instagram at Gourmet Goober. And as always, I am here with that dude, the Dark Desperado, my hubby, T Outlaw, aka Big Daddy. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. That's right. Say my name. Say it. You know what? I called you that once, okay? That's all you get in the podcast. It was worth it. <laughs> Hi, kids. I am the <laughs> outlaw. You can find me on social media, Twitter, as T Outlaw, T O E T L A W, and on Instagram at T Outlaw, Josie Wells, like the movie. You know, I'm laughing because it occurred to me that the only time that I reference you ever as the dark desperado is when we do the podcast it's not like it comes up in the morning like dark desperado how many waffles do you want hey dark desperado i'm going to the store would you like some milk it never comes up maybe it should (laughs) i cannot imagine calling you that i'm sorry it's hard it's really really hard and i know you want me to call you that dude but i can't because that dude is dirt Well, damn. I'm sorry. Didn't want to interrupt you in your derp time. <laughs> okay, we are not getting to this. But if you wanted to find us on Facebook, um, we do have a Facebook page because every once in a while we get asked, like, I'm in like networking groups, like, what's your Facebook page? And I'm like, I hate it, that Facebook. But if you want to, you can find us on the Gourmet Goober blog. Speaking of the Gourmet Goober blog, this podcast started off as a blog, and you can still catch that. New episodes of Gourmet Goober, old recipes we've done, and all other great stuff by going to thegourmetgoober.com. You can always drop us a line at thegourmetgoober at gmail.com. And if you are so inclined, because the holidays are coming, and we'll talk about this a bit in a moment, you can break out some fine Goober swag by going to Goober swag. Dot com and pick up some merch for the holidays. So That's it's right. all there. 
Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and since my birthday is during the holidays, you know, I always look a brother up. Yes, that is true. Big Daddy's birthday is actually on Christmas Day. I know people never believe me, i.e. my own parents, when I told them. I have to buy my own damn cake. That was only once. And I asked him about that. And my mom thought I you were kidding. And I was like, why would I kid about that? That's his birthday. Uh, that was a mistake. <laughs> yes, it was. But that's okay. I'm cold. So we usually start off our podcast every episode by talking about how our week went. Or in this case, because we're now a bi-weekly podcast, how our past two weeks have been. And the answer is, like many of you, crazy. <laughs> I know, Big Daddy, how was your week, sweetie? How was my week? I mean, my week was still working on recovery and working on my mental, physical, and overall spiritual health and dealing with our other producer slash mascot slash what the hell are you, Mr. Rough Rough over there, um, Braxton, but... So far, I am doing okay. I'm still working on getting myself right. But also, as long as the gourmet goober can put up with me, I am still in love with Gigi. Well, speaking of that, I just want to take a moment to say thank you to everybody who was so kind and just checking in on Big Daddy after his eye surgery. He is doing much, much better. So, um, again, thank you for that and for thinking of us la 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 um it's funny that you mentioned the fur because so much of both our weeks have been centered around him which is crazy because da, 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 that huge project that i've been working on forever the newsletter for my organization is done it's out in the mail as we speak i've been getting some good feedback which is good um it's it was interesting because I've done print publications before, but this is the first time joining an organization and just having to hit the ground running literally in the midst of they had a conference going and we're in a pandemic. So it's not like I can unboard it in person. I just had to figure out a lot of these moving pieces on my own. Um, so it is really good to have that completed. But outside of that, you know, when you mentioned the fuzz, and that's our nickname now for Braxton the dog. The damn, yeah, the <laughs> bastard dog. <laughs> we were joking just before we hit the mics about what is his role in the podcast? Because we feel now that Braxton is like, what, a producer or a co-host of sorts? He's a cleanup dog. <laughs> He's staring at us right now. But, oh my gosh, so much of this week was trying to get him on, as Big Daddy would say, the Act program. And we started doggy training for him, which, <laughs> oh my God, that was hysterical. First of all, and maybe anyone who owns a pet, you could probably like, uh, you know, co-sign on this. Why is it that your dog can just be like buck wild, right? And then you take him to the trainer and like, within seconds of meeting the trainer, hi. I am the most angelic dog ever. <laughs> they walked just the face of the earth. <laughs> I'm ever so obedient. And <laughs> I come when you call my name, even though you just met me. <laughs> we were just like, you literally just met this woman. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we feed and house and clothes and snuggle you. 
And within two seconds of meeting her, oh, you don't pull on your leash. <laughs> you don't fool around. We're just like, it's a conspiracy. It's a plot. <laughs> no, it's, it's more than something. I don't know what this dog is up to, but basically he's conning people. We bring them into the, like, walking into the place. We're literally kicking and dragging, you know, he's like, ready, like, I don't want to do this. This is crazy. I'm going left, right, up, down, all around. I'm trying to, like, you know, wrestle him to get in the door. We bring him before this little snowflake, and all of a sudden, he's like, <laughs> oh, Lord. I'm a, Oh, wait a minute. I got to get in formation now. Yes. Wait a minute. All paws on the floor. <laughs> you know, perfect little pose. I'm ready to, like, you know, comb his hair and put a bow tie on. He basically puts on a performance where he's like, you know, I'm going to do everything exactly as the lady tells me. I'm going to do it perfectly. I'm going to walk exactly the way she tells me to. Like, He I met exactly other people and then jump on them? Yeah. I was like, like this. really? <laughs> he literally said, I got You this. can knock me down as soon as I open the door and bring it in groceries. But this lady who you were so excited to see, nothing. Although, to be fair, because she told us, okay, um... And we got a training at Petco. And by the way, just aside, everyone at Petco was really cool. So again, kudos to them for being so kind to us. So she calls us early, like a day or two before the training. She introduces herself. I introduce myself. My husband's actually out walking Braxton. You know, we tell her how he's a rescue. We've, you know, we had a dog previously. Unfortunately, we lost it to Kayshawn. Um, so we're not new dog owners. We fell in love with Braxton, who's an okay. We he's think a, he's an American bully, and uh -huh. that's a that's okay. We were told by the Humane Society he is American bully. That's her story, and we're sticking to it. We think he's a classic American bully. Honestly, he kind of looks like a staffy um, American um, Staffire um, Terrier, Stafford Terrier. All I know is he's adorbs. He's a bull. Let's just work with that. He is just, he's got a huge, ginormous head, and he's about now 59 pounds of pure puppy because he lost some weight with all the working that we've been doing. So, you know, we're just saying, hey, you know, we want to just make him comfortable with us. We want him to get to know his name. We want him to not pull so much because he can drag me down the street in the leash. We want him... To not pimp slap cats or try to. Yes, we, we we certainly like to do that. Although I'm not so much worried about that now because I honestly think our cats are trolling him now. They are. <laughs> one cat in particular, but um, the little fat one. Yeah, but we were just like, you know, he's adorable, but we know that it's important to get him started training right away. So she said, "Come in, what, 15 minutes early?" Yes, we came in. We were, we were so paranoid. Actually, we got there way earlier. Okay. And we were sitting in the car like, oh, my God, what if he, like, destroys the store? What yeah, if he, like, yeah. chews up everything? What if he, like, starts snack breaking things off the shelves? We walk in. Oh, this must be Braxton. Braxton was, like, a perfect angel. He was walking through the store. He was sniffing things. He encountered some people. He didn't jump on them. So we're like, oh, this is like night and day. So we went through a few exercises. And then she said, we don't want to overstimulate him. Let's take a break and you go outside. The second we walk outside with Braxton, <laughs> they're not looking. 
<laughs> walk outside, instant deuces. <laughs> He's like, instantly, I'm going to get back to this pool and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to start barking at people out in the parking lot. I know. And we're just like, what happened? Literally, you were like a the perfect little angel when you were in the store. And then we walked out two feet. Now, to be fair, he probably is overdone and he's like bareboo whenever. I mean, not to talk about dogs going to the bathroom on the podcast, but, you know, they get excited and they just need to. Do that. express themselves yeah. yes and then afterwards he went into this miniature puppy zoom in the parking lot which was not okay because <laughs> again huge dog and trying to hold on to him and then when he wore himself out he walked in and just was a perfect angel the rest of the time so she gave us one of the things she suggested was like i forget the name of it like an easy walk or easy harness where basically it's supposed to stop the dog from pulling because the little chain is in the front mm-hmm. and you just put him on him mm-hmm. and he walks on your side. And yes. we had that for all of how long? Was it nine twenty four hours? It was, yeah, one day. He ate it. <laughs> so I had to go back the very next day and get another one. Literally. I'm, okay, so I, I am the convict who really put this... <laughs> This chain on this dog. I was taking a nap on the couch and I woke up and he's like, damn it, damn it. He's like swearing. She wait, yeah, she basically wakes up to me cussing <laughs> this dog out because I literally just said, Oh, it's time to take him outside. I put the chain, the harness, I'm sorry, upon him and leash. And I say to myself, Okay, before I take him out, I'm gonna wash my hands, use the restroom, make sure I'm good to go to take him for his little walk. I literally was in there like a solid 60 seconds. Come back outside and he's basically gnawed off the the harness. Yeah, he ate the harness. He bit it in half. And of course... <laughs> yeah, that was $20. Dollars. I'm not getting back. Yeah, the harness that we literally just bought. <laughs> so I had to do the walk of shame the very next day. Hey, welcome back. How are you? What are you doing? Are you here for that toy? No, I'm your friend of the harness he is <laughs> the lady looked at me like oh you poor lady <laughs> oh my gosh Braxton is a handful he's adorable though and just when I want to wring his neck he'll come up to me with his squeaky toy and he'll be like hi I'm just adorable and I know you're in a zoom call and I know you're bored as hell listening to stuff pet me and I'll snuggle with you so that was like the best so that kind of gets me over some of the crazy times of him eating the harness that we literally just bought or the tether for the car, which he also ate. So we now have a bag of tethers, in the car, which doesn't really work because the other day we decided to go on a doggy road trip and he was on top of my head. Not sure how that happened. Actually, no, We don't know exactly how he climbed, you know, from the back of the backseat to the top of my head. Yeah. <laughs> as he's like you know sitting on the back of her neck saying hey 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 i think you're going the wrong way wait a minute i, I want to make my order too oh no no he did that when we were in the drive-thru because you were okay. hungry and you wanted something on the way back and i made the mistake of i wanted him to equate being a car is not just oh we're going to the vet and get a shot oh we're going to this place and this is unpleasant no so we take what i call doggy road trips where 
I may go and get a coffee. And it's the only time I leave my house this week because I'm trying to quarantine. But I'll go in the drive-thru to get like a coffee at either Dunkin' or Starbucks. And then I'll get like a little cup of whipped cream called a pup cup so that they he can enjoy the experience too. So now I believe that every time that we're in the car and we go through a drive-thru, I think he instantly believes whether it's a drive-thru to pick up your medication or Starbucks, that is for him. And so it's one of those things that kind of, it's weird that now he just gets overly excited whenever we look at anything remotely resembling a drive-thru. He's just there for the entertainment portion of this program. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. That's how he does his, his best. Little smart Alec. <laughs> Outside of that, let's see, what else happened during our our week? Oh, waffles. Waffles. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Wait a minute. So last time was it the cheese song? <sighs> yes. Okay. This week is now the waffle song. Okay, let me just explain for those of you who don't normally listen. So there the election is rather stressful for everybody. And I get through watching the election by watching really bad um, television, I admit. So last time through the 2016, that's when I discovered love in hip hop. And so I was kind of really, you know, obsessed with love and hip hop, the show. Um, and... I also started watching, what was it, The Regular Show? Yes. Yeah, which is not for kids, even though it's like a... I'm convinced that half the stuff that's on Cartoon Network is not for children. (laughs) So this time around, I discovered Teen Titans Go, which it's perfect. It's about 15 minutes. It's totally absurd. It has fart jokes. They sing a song about cheese and waffles is my kind of thing. (laughs) (laughs) And you talk about my programming. She also talks about the fact that everything I do is basic, but. No, 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 no. You know what it is? It's because you are a little bit more basic in your choices. I'm very basic in all my choices. Like, for example, the Teen Titans go, I have various shows that kind of get me to laugh and get a mental break. You just like the King of Queens. There's more than the King of Queens in my life. I mean, there are other shows. But yes, if we want to describe my entire life in terms of television, I could probably get through the entire week watching a total of seven, eight programs total. In life, just the entire week, I can go with seven programs and be good. One of them, yes, happens to be the King of Queens or Everybody, Everybody Loves, Loves Raymond. Raymond. <laughs> but yeah, for the most part, I admit, if you want to know certain things about T Outlaw, I get up, I watch The Young and the Restless every day, <laughs> except on the weekends. I would not have admitted that. <laughs> yes. I may watch a few Judge shows every day, except the weekend. I may watch the news for a half an hour to an hour a week. I'm sorry, a day. And then 
whatever game might be on of interest or whatever program catches my fancy. But news, Daily Show, bed. Oh, I'm sorry, Jeopardy. I forgot Jeopardy. Yeah, we're insane for Jeopardy. We are getting kind of competitive for Jeopardy. But no, I enjoy Teen Titans Go as part of my, you know, it's 15 15 minutes. You laugh at the absurdity and then I can go back to writing. You laugh at the craziness, and then I can turn back on the news. Because let's face it, either you have a good fart joke, which is intentional, or you watch the boobs that are apparently trying to take away our right to vote with this whole, oh, he really didn't win, even though he did win, and trying to reverse that. But we're not getting political. (laughs) Given the choice, I would rather watch Cyborg um robin from batman and a couple other characters just be completely stupid that's your thing can't any can't be worse than what you see on tv rally days yeah so, we'd rather watch that than the clown college that's currently oh my god in the white house we yeah, won't talk about were. the occupant but the occupant is crazy once again not getting political in any way <laughs> so anyway there was an episode where i saw where two characters were talking about waffles and it's all they discussed. Like, every word they said was waffles. And I just became obsessed with finding a waffle maker. To the point where I think I actually woke you up and I was like, you know what we need? We need waffles. Yeah, all of a sudden. He's like, right now? It's one in the morning? I was like, yes! Yes, we need waffles right now. So and became obsessed with finding a waffle maker. No, no. Look, look, we are hard on waffle makers, okay? We you all... are hard on waffle makers. I don't <laughs> use them. Which is shocking. I, I didn't realize that you've never made... So it's like always Eggles waffles with you growing up? Not Eggles waffles growing up. Like, my mother made, like, you know, waffles in a waffle maker. But when it came to me making waffles, you know, like, you know, when you go to, a, like, a Holiday Inn or whatever... You know, right. like when they serve you like the little... You've never even court. done that. Okay, I've done that. Okay. But yeah, in terms of making waffles, yeah, very rarely if ever have I A, made waffles. Usually I just make pancakes, but yeah, I don't usually do waffle makers very often. It's just usually if they're there, I eat them, but... Yeah, I was driving him crazy because by the end of the week, he was just like, just kidding. Because this went on for about five days. Because I had a very specific set of waffles that I needed to make. She has a very specific set of skills she was willing to use. (laughs) Well, no, no. Because seriously, there's so many different types of waffle makers out there. So I was like, I was asking questions like, do you prefer like a crunchy waffle or like a soft waffle or anywhere in between? And he was like, waffles. I like waffles, Jed. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> JJ like waffles, seriously. But no, but there's like different types. You know, do we want to get it where there's like you can control the the color of it? You know, do you want to have a specific type of crunch to it? Do you want Belgian? Do you want Belgian? Do you want more of the traditional American style waffle? Like they get it waffle house? Like I know what the hell it was. I'm like, I just want a damn waffle. <laughs> I want waffles. (laughs) Waffles. That's it. I want waffles. That's it. That's all I need. (laughs) Nothing else. My wife is literally giving me this thing about specifics. (laughs) I've given him this like history lesson of waffles. 
And he's just like, Jennifer, I really don't care. Whatever the waffle looks like, whatever comes into it, is it round? Yes. Does it have squares in it? Yeah. Waffle. Yeah. (laughs) It doesn't even need to be square. It doesn't need to be circular. I just need waffles. Well, I found actually this perfect waffle maker. Um, It's by Chefman. I cannot recommend this thing enough. It is amazing because it is literally idiot proof. Because I'm the kind of person that I hate waffle makers because they're hard to clean. And this one's really easy to clean. It's hard to like, I get overzealous with pouring the waffle batter into the waffle maker. And it annoys me when the waffle batter gets all over the waffle maker. This one actually comes with a moat, like a a literal built-in moat. So you can't screw it up. Literally, it's unfuckable. Seriously, it's fuck-proof. So. Congratulations. <laughs> a fuck-proof waffle maker. Yes, it is a fuck-proof waffle maker. It even comes with like a little um, little measuring cup so you know exactly how much to put in. Was it that is, like on the listing, like, you know, of the different features of the waffle maker? Yes, it did. Bing, 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 bing. Uh, unfuckable. Well, okay. Unfuckable. So- well, maybe it didn't say that, but that's yeah. literally what I was looking for. Cool. <laughs> and then I was just like, oh, great. So, and then I, I went crazy. I bought like blueberries. I have whipped cream. I have butters. I have chocolate chips. So I worked out this incredible, crazy spread, right? Because we're going to have waffles. Big Daddy, what do you want on your waffles? I, I just want plain waffles. Thank you. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You you don't want like a, a a touch of like vanilla or cinnamon? No, no, just a waffle. <laughs> yes, I just want. You took the all waffle. the fun out of it. <laughs> it's not about being fun. It's like, what do you want? Waffles? Where am I getting waffles? In, into the discussion. Meanwhile, you were looking at me because my waffle was like a freaking science experiment. Like, it had like, like. You know, the blueberries all perfectly laid out. <laughs> it I had mean, like yeah. several stripes of whipped cream, a little dollop of chocolate chips over it, and then very carefully poured out the waff- um, waffle syrup. I just realized that I'm actually really weird in how I eat waffles. I guess so. I never realized I was that way. <laughs> I didn't need for the damn thing to be an art project with you. <laughs> Apparently, I'm a waffle snob. I had no idea. Uh, you, you, this your first time hearing this? Wait, you knew I was a waffle snob? I didn't know that. I know. Well, okay. okay. Well, I did spend five days choosing a waffle maker, so maybe that was my first clue. Yeah. Oh, uh, you <laughs> you have snobbish things in more than waffles, but yes, we'll we'll go with. What do you mean more than waffles? I'm anyway. About um. This. So, no, no, no. Uh, I have to hear this. Oh, hell to the no. No, no, no. You, there, there are some specific things. We literally just had a fight over some, some mac and cheese. and No, but that's okay because I'm not a mac and cheese person. Look, the mac and cheese, I stand by that. That's okay. I'm there not is a difference fight. between mac and cheese and like what comes in a box with like powdered cheese. I There is a difference. If you could see her face right now, like as... She describes the other type of mac and cheese. Her face like shriveled up, like mm, not not that mac and cheese is like beneath my standards. <laughs> we no no we don't get down like that. 
Not in this house. Oh, no. Not not this one, person. You know what it made me think of just now? Remember during the summer before I started working, um, it was a couple nonprofits ago, um, but I was in, in between positions because I unfortunately got laid off from um, a position. Because you're a waffle snob. No, that's not why it was it. Okay. <laughs> but I, I had some time during the summer while I was freelancing. And so I thought, you know what I'll do? I'll I'll ship. I'll do the ship shopping thing because I really love grocery shopping. It's kind of like a weird um, quirk of mine. And it's like, dude, I can totally get paid for it. And this is before the pandemic and everything happened, of course. Now mm-hmm. it's a little different. And again, um, props to those who grocery shop for us who want to stay home and stay safe. Okay. Please tip those people well because they're doing the Lord's work because I used to do it and I know how difficult it is. But part of the reason why I found that it wasn't as fun as I thought it would be is because I realized that it wasn't me making my choices. I was shopping for other people. Yes. And the thing about this particular shopping thing I was doing is you could pick up where you wanted to, you know, deliver to. And there's some places where we live that are a little bit wealthier. So you thought, oh, maybe I'll get a nicer tip. One, that's not necessarily true. But then two, it really kind of disappointed me because I was just like, oh my God, you feed your family that? (laughs) And I found myself judging them because of the food. Like, one, I'll never forget, there's like this one lady who had ordered, um, what was it? I forget the name of the pizza, but it's the brand of pizza. Totino's? No. Well, maybe. <laughs> I forget what it was, but you know, it's like that very thin crust pizza. It literally tastes like cardboard, the crust. Okay. And there's not a lot of good stuff on the, pro- I mean, it it's basically the most basic of pizzas, frozen pizzas. And she wanted that and they were out of it. And so I thought, well, maybe I can make a suggestion like, oh, this is a choice that I've used and it's really, really good. Oh, no, no, no. Do they have like the next step up for that, which was like two layers of cardboard and then cheese and stuff on it. Or the fact that there are a lot of people who like the the blue macaroni with the cheese, um, the cheesy powder. Or just a lot of different things where I'm just like, oh, oh, this is terrible. I would never eat this. <laughs> and then I realized it's not my problem. It's not my role to judge what they get because it really isn't. But I was just like, this is bad. I would not eat this myself. Yeah, the goober <laughs> got to the point in it's her. It's really sh- bad. <laughs> Yes, the Goober got to the point in her kind of like her ship uh, deliveries and or like shopping where I was almost afraid that she would leave little uh, passive aggressive cards that said, you make basic choices. You might want to consider upgrading your choices. <laughs> Seriously, when I was looking at something and they said, oh, I'm making this, I'm like, might I suggest a Greer cheese instead of this? fake cheese that you're buying <laughs> and that's what i was like you know maybe this is not as fun as i think it would be and yes. besides i wasn't getting tips so it's okay <laughs> gee i wonder why <laughs> no 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 that's 
that's like that's not part of it. I mean, okay. I was on time and everything like that. But it is hard to do because you're like speeding through um, picking up orders at the same time that other people are shopping. It's not like supermarket sweep where you're there by yourself. Mm-hmm. So it is a little bit of a juggle, especially when it's busy. So again, shout out to those people who are able to do Instacart and shipped. We love you. Please tip them well. They're doing the Lord's work. Always be willing to shop for other people. Your choices and their choices may be completely different. Yes. Yes. Recognizing that as well. Speaking of choices and mac and cheese, the other thing we had to do this week was pick out Thanksgiving dinner because I normally cook and I'm normally very excited about cooking. (laughs) And I think it's because of just the weight of the pandemic, you know, this project helping with Big Daddy since he's not driving right now and dealing with the fur and everything. I, I just had this epiphany. Um, around the same time, actually, that I was obsessed with the waffle maker, that I told Big Daddy that, you know what? I am not cooking this year. No, no, no. That wasn't the way, like, I'm sitting at, <laughs> like, in the couch. I'm, yeah, that's right. I'm sitting in, in, on the couch, when, like, a couple days ago, and my wife just walks right up to me, and she's like, you know what? I ain't cooking shit. <laughs> I didn't say that. She's like, you know what's happening on Thanksgiving? <laughs> I ain't cooking a damn thing. Okay, I said that. Yes. She's like, where are we getting it from? I'm like, and You had this Hi. look of... What? It's like, of what did I do? I am sorry. Yeah, I was like... Does this uh, mean I, you're never cooking again? Yeah, it was... Because it, it, <laughs> if you ever seen something come directly out of left field, like I was sitting there watching, I think, the news or something, and she had just gotten off uh, a meeting... Yeah. for work and she walks in the room and i'm completely watched like oblivious to whatever she's thinking and she just literally out of nowhere says you know what for thanksgiving i ain't cooking this shit i'm like huh what and i'm thinking is this wife is this my woman's way of telling me that I need to now get up, go in here and figure out how not to burn down the kitchen is there something I did wrong? Is this her way of telling me that I now am I cooking this bird? And I said, no, no, no. I just, you know what it was. I, look, I don't mind doing it. And in the 15 years that we've been married, with few exceptions, except like, for example, we're at a family's house for a gathering. And, you know, I very happily get up and you get up way earlier. You start the day before. Even if it's the two of you, because, you know, you have to get all the grocery shopping together. You have to organize everything. If you're um, cooking, like, we usually have, like, a duck or, like, a very small turkey or, like, or a, a ham, ham or something yeah. or a Cornish hen. So you have to usually um, thaw those out. And I don't know. I I think what it was was I saw – I don't know if you ever – you guys have seen that commercial where um, – RuPaul is like singing about Old Navy. <laughs> well, I don't know where this came from, but go ahead. <laughs> no, 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 no. And it's a commercial. And it's really cute. And he's like rapping about jammies. And I was like, you know what? I too would like to just be in my jammies. <laughs> I too would like to get up on Thanksgiving morning 
just be in my pajamas all day and just eat all day and just be done. Not have to cook anything. Don't have to warm anything. It's all done. Like I could just do that. And then something occurred to me. It was like, oh my God, I can do that. <laughs> it was like my brain was giving me permission. You know, you can do that. <laughs> so then we spent a couple of days looking for different things that we could have for Thanksgiving. Yeah, just like every day she came to me with the same, on the same point of uh, the waffle maker discussion. There also came this discussion of every day. I didn't know where once again, oh, what about this place where we can get our turkey or chicken or duck? This is where we can get our, you know, our delivery meal or pickup as you will, because I ain't cooking I'm like, I'm sitting here like... Uh, okay, to be fair, I only said that once. <laughs> more than once. And second of all, I think that maybe something I learned is perhaps I should not be trusted around. There's a site that's called Gold Belly. And yeah. so Gold Belly, if you're not familiar, it's a site that um, connects you with different restaurants from around the country where you can actually order meals um, or... In, you can order meals, you can order desserts, you can order side dishes, you can order specialty meats. Um, it's really, really an incredible little spot. You can even um, take part in subscriptions. So, for example, they have subscriptions where it just focuses on pizza and you can get regional pizza from across the country. Okay. There's one that focuses on barbecue or cookie. Um, there's a Chicago monthly subscription, which I think is awesome. And you like this. There's a bacon of the month subscription. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> See, that's all I had to say. Bacon. Bacon. <laughs> so this place, I just, got, I, at first I was just thinking, oh, well, I'll just take a look and see what they have. And then actually Big Daddy had to stop me because I was getting a little bit more ridiculous. So remember it started off where Oh, we can get, because then, because here's the thing. Once I freed myself from the idea that I am not making anything and this I is not going to. I ain't cooking shit. <laughs> I ain't cooking shit. <laughs> we are in like an abnormal Thanksgiving. Once I freed myself from the cooking thing, then I was just like, oh, we can literally eat anything for Thanksgiving. Anything. So then I got a little crazy. So it started off with, oh, well, we can actually get from, you know, Kansas City. There's this place that's called Slaughterhouse Five, and it's nothing but meats. So there's like a brisket and a pork and sausage and turkey. And then we moved on to turducken. And then at one point I was just like, what do you think about a chowder? <laughs> And Compisa says no. <laughs> and so finally, Big Daddy's like, okay, look, can you just Accessibility find... menu. I have no idea what that was. Please forgive me for that. Once again, Computer says no. No. <laughs> but it was one of those things where Big Daddy finally was, you know, maybe you should like pull back a bit because I was getting a little ridiculous in the whole price per person and it was only two of us. So where did we decide? We decided on like Cracker Barrel, right? 
Yeah, we went from, what was the name of your place at the first place? Well, to be fair, you wanted the Kansas City one with the brisket and the turkey and the ham, and you wanted all of that. And then you saw that it was just meats for $119, and it was just two of us. And you're thinking, hmm. That's a bit much for two people. That that might be a little bit much, Jen. Come back and figure it out again, JJ. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we were going to Whole Foods, but then that led to the whole small turkey phenomenon. Because I guess everyone who's being good and staying home, there's now a run on like small turkeys throughout the country. So I don't know where it is where you guys are. It's like, it was ridiculous. Like some of the small turkeys was like, what? What was it like a dollar twenty eight a pound or something? Yes. And it usually is like sixty seven and fifty nine cents a pound. Something insane like that. So we're finally just doing something simple where I think it's like what ham and stuffing and what was it? Yeah, it had like mac and cheese and biscuits. Biscuits. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like a whole packet. So it wasn't very bad at all. Correct. And best of all, I'm going to pick it up in my jammies. They'll bring it to the car. And I get to spend the whole day eating in my jammies. You are picking this up with clothes on, not just jammies, right? Sure, you say so. Oh, hell. (laughs) The goal was to spend Thanksgiving in my jammies and watching The Mandalorian and (laughs) not doing anything. And I I respect that. (laughs) At the same time, I don't know how... The nice people at Cracker Barrel are going to feel, especially like a week ago or two weeks ago when we were talking about Cracker Barrel versus Whole Foods. Oh, But oh, we yeah. would also hope that the nice people <laughs> at Cracker Barrel will not freak out and not give us food because my wife shows up in her jammies and or like a house coat. That might be a little hood. I'll are you going to have rollers in your hair too? Oh, no, but I'll wear a coat over it. They won't know. Okay. Okay, maybe the onesie that I found, if I wore that, they would know. <laughs> Thanks, Hamlin. I like your PJs. No, that might be a little problematic. All right, so I will put on clothes and pick up the stuff. <laughs> but you know what? We did find some other unique choices for Thanksgiving. So we'll talk about that a little bit um, later in the show. But yeah, that was... Kind of our week. So we learned that I'm a waffle snob. Our dog apparently does not respect our authority. And I should not be allowed around gold belly because I get a little crazy. Weave it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's all I got for you. Because <laughs> you went a little buck wild, but the uh, waffles that you made this morning were damn good. I will say that. The Goober did her. She put a foot in it. They were very tasty. And I did, you know, have, you know, a good feeling afterwards. Because, you know, I love waffles. Even if they are, as you said, quote unquote, basic as hell. Well, I just don't understand not putting all the stuff on it. It's like right there. I just want waffles. Anything I add to it, like, I don't know, syrup and whipped cream, is, is okay. I can do that in, you know, aftermarket. I don't need, you know, the whole blowout pimp my ride package from you, the start. You guys, he also likes just plain vanilla ice cream, too. 
Oh, hell no. Now we're going to get into <laughs> this discussion now. We're going to get into my ice cream eating. <laughs> oh, Lord. Here we go. Okay. Well, I tell you what. Why don't we take a break? Because as you can tell, the dark desperado is all in his feelings about me talking about his dessert choices. I'm fired up! <laughs> when we return, we will talk about three pop culture um, food segment in our What's Eating Us um, part of the show. Don't talk about my ice cream. You must be out of your mind. (laughs) And then we will wrap things up as we always do, sharing the best thing we ate this week. So we are listening. Well, you are listening to the Gourmet Goober podcast, and we will be right back. Hello, I'm Carrie, and I'm Emily. And if you, like us, are slightly on the nerdy side and have an interest, fascination or musing for anything historical, then we have the podcast for you. Our podcast, A Nice Cup of History, takes a historical event, place or person and delves into the facts, fictions and myths surrounding it, all whilst enjoying a nice cuppa or sometimes something stronger. Each week, we finish with a special segment we call Ridiculous Deaths, which looks into the absolute bizarre ways some people have died or survived, and what we can learn from them, such as why alcohol and sailing should never go hand in hand on a moonlit night, and why bridges and butts don't mix. We are listened to globally, which blows our minds. So if you have any suggestions for topics for us to discuss, please let us know. So, come join us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and pretty much anywhere you can get your podcasts from, and... Let's let's get get historical. historical! everyone this is jj outlaw and t outlaw and we are back with the gourmet goober podcast with the segment that we call what's eating us that's where we um tell all of you guys about you know the stories that meets the intersection of food and pop culture that we think that would be interesting to know. and i'm so sorry i didn't mean to start off with a giggle before we go into that segment i i just have one more thing that we didn't have a chance to talk about in our last segment that I feel because we have been laughing at it off and on for the last day or so. Okay. And that is the epic movie that apparently I, I, I'm I'm now obsessed with. My side piece hit the lotto. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> So remember what I was telling you? Okay, you know, okay, back up, back up, back up, back up, back it up a bit. Reel it, reel it, bring it back on rewind. Rewind it. <laughs> so for those of you guys who listen to the show regularly, you know I'm obsessed with love and hip hop, okay? There's love and hip hop is the VH1 show that's just ridiculously wretched, fabulous, that covers the lives of rappers. Um, their girlfriends and our boyfriends or any amalgamation of all of that. Um, people who work in related industry, they have a lot of dancers, <laughs> um, both video dancers and dancers in Magic City that they all cover. Okay. Um, it's launched the career of Cardi B for a lot of <laughs> you who follow her career. She really hit it big off the love and hip hop. Um, CBJ. Um, Stevie J, who you're obsessed with, because I'm obsessed with him. Amaro La Negra um, is another act that came out of their Miami cast. 
So there's multiple casts. Um, my personal favorite is always going to be the Atlanta cast because I just think those people are insane. Followed by the Miami cast because I love Amara La Negra and I feel that she's a friend in my head. And then finally, the New York cast because I happen to think, um, gosh, who is the rapper who just had a baby on, on the New York cast? The one who went to jail. The ether lady? Yeah. Oh, goodness. Papoose's chick. Yeah, Papoose's wife. Man, why This is insane. Why can't we remember her? But she and Papoose, they're, they're my people. I really like her. So anyway, no. Yeah, Rini Ma. Rini Ma. Rini Ma. Yes, yes. Ma'am, I get old. Yes, her song "Conceited" is like one of my favorite songs ever. I love that jam. You ever want to like get yourself up and you know you're about to tackle the day, you getting ready for a date or something? Play "Conceited." That'll work. <laughs> so anyway, one of the people that is in love and hip hop, Atlanta, is a woman by the name of Mama D. <laughs> Mama D has a very interesting history. At one point, she used to run a brothel. <laughs> she was a lady pimp, as she calls herself. Uh, of course she was. Um, her son is Scrappy, who is a rapper. <laughs> um, she has issues. We bet. But <laughs> she is also... Well, no, I don't think she raps. I think she sings. She has that song, I Deserve. Which, remember the one where she was performing in her teeth, unfortunately, came out due to performance. Couldn't quit keep them dentures. Like, and the you know, one who misspelled the word B-I-T-C-H, she misspelled it in okay. that order. Her. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. So we were a couple days ago. We were looking for things to play when I was not cooking shit on Thanksgiving that we could just stay home and, you know, eat as much turkey and what have you and you know really be blessed and just try to stay safe with the coronavirus and i was looking for something insane to watch like i'm one of those people i'm an aficionado of bad movies seriously i do i kind of have a hidden spot where if the movie is so bad it's good and i found this it's called my side pete hit the lotto and it stars mama d who oh. knew Really? Yes. And so remember we were talking about this because we were confused. Okay, so the title is, again, My Side Piece Hit the Lotto. It's about lotto winner Mrs. Ritherspoon, played by Mama D. Yes. Who shares her winnings with her unfaithful husband, Charles, who's played by a singer named Pokey Bear. Pokey Bear. Pokey Bear. Killing me. It gets better. Okay. While next door, neighbors Deshaun, played by an actress, or no, an actor by the name of Messi C, and Ebony, whose literal name is Badass Cutie, the actress, scramble to replay borrowed bail money to the neighborhood bully, Buster, as Dillard, played by Mando Allen, and Charles enters into a shady business deal. So it's on Amazon Prime if you guys want to watch it. I can't even now wait to see the IMDb <laughs> drop on this. But here's what I'm confused about, right? Yeah. So it opens up saying that the lottery winner is Mrs. Witherspoon. 
and she shares her winning with her unfaithful husband. So is Mama D both the wife and the side piece? Who's the side piece in that? That is true. I was confused about that myself <laughs> when you brought it to my attention. How does that work? So then we went down the rabbit hole of like going down like all the different ways that she could be the side piece. Yeah. <laughs> like is is it Deshaun or whoever this guy is? Like the second set of people referencing this or is the relationship between Mama D and this other fellow? Right. Is like the unfaithful husband like got another side piece? But the sad piece didn't win the lotto. Were there two people that win the lotto? And maybe yeah. Mrs. Witherspoon didn't know about it? Yeah. Like, was Mrs. Witherspoon like the side piece and the wife? Is she the side piece of the wife? It was like my mind just kind of like blew up trying to put this together. <laughs> but I think I was more enthused by the songs that came from this as opposed to the actual movie. Yes, yes, that is true. Because... We, of course, had to look up who Pokey Bear was because, dude, your name is Pokey Bear. And he actually has a song that is a video that is just hilarious that is also directed by the director named Dewey Allen called Side Piece. So we think the Side Piece is part of this movie. (laughs) Yeah. And it is quite interesting. So I was teasing Big Daddy before we jump on the mic. We were like quoting lyrics to each other. I'm leaving you for my side piece. No, no. He's like, I'm leaving home for my side piece, but he'll be back. But he'll be back. He'll be back. Yeah. And then we're watching this. I'm like, okay, so which one is the side piece? And then I had to watch the trailer. And I wasn't quite sure if even she was in the movie because you saw her very little of her in the trailer. <laughs> what was the movie? Uh, what was the movie with Steve Martin and uh, Eddie Murphy? Oh, Bowfinger! Maybe yeah. some Bowfinger situation. Right up. <laughs> Where they like they were chasing her around, like we're gonna put people around her. Yeah, to we're make gonna her put people it. around him. <laughs> That is true. Maybe it's a Bowfinger situation. Right. Oh, my God. That would be great. <laughs> that would be crazy bananas. So, of course, I'm going to have to watch My Side Piece Hit the Lotto. Because, dude, it's called My Side Piece Hit the Lotto. You cannot not watch it. So, yes, I did add it to my Amazon watch list. Although, I'm always reluctant to do that. Because whenever I do, Amazon, of course... They make recommendations based on stuff that's on the watch list. Yes. And I've determined that our watch list is Coco Bananas because I get all sorts of things from like, you know, I got the hookup with Master P to a slasher movie <laughs> recommendation. <laughs> it's like things recommended for you and you just kind of look at them like, Amazon doesn't like me very much. Yes, there's also another, I guess the same gentleman who directed My Side Pete Hit the Lotto. The very next, the very next year? Yeah. His movie was called Telephone Book the Movie. Is it a dude reading the telephone book? Well, no. It's him and his brother, Mando, and I guess his name is Dewey. 
And there's a gentleman by the name of Alan MTF Woolley. And it's a different circumstances for the Allen brothers and millionaire car race. Um, okay. Millionaire race car champion grill MTF to work together, delivering telephone books, a simple job, right? No wrong. Everything that could possibly go wrong. Do go wrong. Wanted by the police. These idiots make it difficult, find it difficult to collect a paycheck. Now I'm confused. Cause like who uses the telephone book? I agree with you. Why am I delivering telephone last, books? When was the last time you actually seen a telephone book? When they keep throwing them on our doorstep. Which now that I think about it, I can remember the last time I seen <laughs> them throw one on our doorstep. Like literally, that was something for you know Braxton to tear up. So you know I, what? We should do a watch party of these really these movies. Because I don't want to be alone in trying to figure out who the side piece is and <laughs> the lotto. I almost prefer not to. <laughs> you this know, is, you secretly want to know. No, this is like the <laughs> movies of people with bad stage names. <laughs> MTF, what is this? Mother the fuck? <laughs> Come on. Pokey Bear was kind of unique. No, I ain't. <laughs> I'm sorry. Pokey Bear is not exactly their original of the damn name. <laughs> I've also decided that maybe this is going to be the podcast episode where I cuss the most. You know, I was just thinking that. We don't normally cuss on our podcast, but that is okay. No, I don't usually cuss that much. <laughs> I don't cuss that a lot, too. Oh, no, you're just running potty mouth all the way up and down it. I do not. Oh, my God. I'm surprised your daddy... imaginary pearls. I'm surprised your daddy just don't show up and just wash your mouth out with soap. <laughs> Anyway, now that we wasted our listeners' time, let's let's go into the piece of the week. But I, I, I'm like I said, if anyone has seen my side piece hit the lotto, and who can realistically answer the question, so we don't have to watch the movie and know how she, the wife, is to side piece, mm-hmm. please let us know. Drop us a line. We will feature you in the podcast in a future episode. We promise. Yeah, save us the money. Yes, leave us a voicemail. And better yet, Mama D, if you're listening, or Pokey Bear, I want to talk to you. I do. I want to talk to Mama D. I just think she would be the best interview ever. And only you. <laughs> or Dewey Alley, you could just drop us a line and ask us, how is it that you get in trouble delivering phone books? And then who's using the phone books? I don't know. Some really short fellow. <laughs> I got nothing. So speaking of in crazy, ridiculous stories outside of that movie, the first story we're sharing in our segment is actually something that just recently happened in Colorado. You guys may have heard of In-N-Out. That's the legendary West Coast based um, burger chain Um that is known for its incredible burgers, um, fries. It's a very simple concept, rather, but they do it extremely well, and they have a cult following. Yes. So they opened recently this past week their very first locations in Colorado mm-hmm. um, and Aurora and Colorado Springs, and it caused a massive hysteria where there were traffic jams, a miles-long line, and on average, people waited 14 hours 
at a drive-thru wait at one location. 14 hours. 14 hours. Were they also given coronavirus update testing or something that I missed? Well, to be fair, some of these people were not. I mean, a lot of these people were in cars mm-hmm. trying to get through. But then there were people who were standing in line um, once they got there to try to get up. I'm hoping that they were socially distancing. Now that I'm looking at the crowds, whew, yeah, there was a lot of social distancing there, to be fair. And hours, yeah. 14 hours in line. And if that wasn't insane enough, they actually had fights break out. Um, people were actually fighting in the drive through lane to try to get their hands on um, the In-N-Out burger. Do any of them look like us? Well, okay. So to be fair, this is Colorado Springs and Aurora. Mm-hmm. So I imagine, demographically speaking, that many of them did not. Okay. <laughs> However, I can also say the people who were fighting, um, they did not, at least the people I saw in the video. But here's my question. In the day and age of the coronavirus, is there any, I mean, don't get me wrong. in and out Burger, remember when we went to um, Vegas? Vegas, and that's where we had our first In-N-Out burger. Oh my God, so incredibly good. Cannot say enough about that chain. It's definitely one of the great cult um, classic foods out there. Yes, I will admit when we visited Vegas and we had the In-N-Out burger with all the people around us, it was uh, it was a quite a delightful little. Uh, it was a quite tasteful burger and. Uh, even the fries, I was actually very impressed. But it's one of my you, best burgers I ever had. But would you wait? Would I wait 14 hours for it? Probably not. I'm almost sure that within reason, In-N-Out Burger is worth waiting like an hour for. But 14, no. And I'm definitely not willing to start a fight waiting for an In-N-Out Burger. Especially in Colorado. I'm like, when am I going to fight? A bunch of kids from South Park? That would make me a little concerned. That is a little bizarre, and I'm not really sure how I would handle that. Yeah. It's kind of disconcerting knowing that you're going to start a fight waiting for an In-N-Out burger. Especially during the time of the Rona. Yes. Especially during uh, COVID-19 season year. In the year of our Lord 2020, that we're going to start fights over an In-N-Out burger opening up in Colorado. I mean, like a fat burger? I don't know, maybe, but no, maybe I definitely not an In-N-Out burger. So what would be worth it waiting 14 hours in line for? Waiting 14 hours? Yes. Like, is there anything at all that you would <laughs> totally risk the runner for? Oh, goodness. Um... If Michael Jackson were come back and give a performance, <laughs> maybe Prince. Okay. But uh, an okay. actual food? Okay, first of all, in actuality, I've seen way too many zombie movies. You don't want that to happen. No, no, you're right. <laughs> so taking that out of the equation, is there any cult food that you would just totally just like, you know what? I think I'll just slap on a mask and do it. Oh, 
no, there's nothing that food wise that would make me say, I'm going to wait eight, 14 hours in line unless I don't know. It was unless it was like maybe like a brisket made by Pay LaBelle. <laughs> so wait, not just any brisket. It'll have to be a brisket made by Miss Patty herself. That's right. Made by the hands of Pay LaBelle with her sweet potato pie on the side and her call me chipmunk. Right there. There we go. She has to call me chipmunk. It has to be a brisket made by <laughs> Pay LaBelle with help by Texas Pitmasters and a sweet potato pie. That's all I got right there. Oh my God. I have no words for that. And she, once again, she has to call, call me Chipmunk. He has to call you Chipmunk. That's right. Okay. All right. That's the only, that's the only thing I can think of right now that would give me 14 hours of work to wait for. I have no words for that. I, I don't, I don't think I could follow that. Oh, wait a minute. I think I can for you. Okay. Let's hear it. I, I, I'd love to hear what you have to say. A mac and cheese by a half-naked Jason Momoa. Oh, no, no, no. Hold on. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Wait a minute. Are we going to go into the speed count discussion again? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Wait. Are you saying that a mac and cheese prepared by speed Keanu? I didn't know that speed Keanu could deal with a mac and cheese. You might make, you know, like, off your Well, we were sushi. talking about food. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, okay, if Speed Counting shows up and he has some, I don't know, but special, wait, like, but eel sushi, you might wait 14 hours. Am I or am I correct? Actually, you're not. And here's why. Okay. Do I share Speed Counting and her Jason Ramon with all these people? Because I don't want to catch the Rona. And as nice as Jason Momoa is, I imagine, I'm not catching a Rona for Jason Momoa. Now, if I have to wait 14 hours before this this building opens and then it's just me, the BB. But I'm just saying you're waiting in line with other people. And by the time I'll get there, you know, be 14 hours, ew, I would have to like <laughs> spritz him with like disinfected or lights all or something. That would take all the fun out of it. No, no. Honestly, I don't. Okay. All right. The only thing I can think of, the only thing I can think of. Okay. Is if they open a Cafe du Monde here where I can get beignets. Real beignets from Cafe du Monde. Maybe. 14 hours. Maybe. For Cafe Du Monde. For beignets. For beignets. A good praline. You, you, okay, I can't speak for the pralines, but literally, there's a box. Oh, yes, I know there's beignet mix in our kitchen, and I know I've made beignets for you and me. Yeah. <laughs> they were good. I'm trying. I'm just... I can't think of anything that... I don't know, man. The Rona is just too much. Yeah. It is. I'm also not throwing hands <laughs> for a damn burger <laughs> or a damn patty pie. I don't know, though. Those animal-style burgers, they have it in and out. 
I, I may throw hands for that. I may not wait 14 hours for that. But if, you know, you're waiting in line and someone snatches it out of your hand, I may throw hands for that. <laughs> no, I don't have that kind of connection yet <laughs> to throw hands for anybody worth oh, wait, a damn wait, 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 wait. I got it. Remember that sausage place that we went to in Chicago before they closed? Hot dogs? Hot dogs. And we waited in line for hot dogs for, what, two hours? In the cold to get our hands on some hot dogs. It wasn't that cold. It was rainy, but... It, it was cold and raining. I recall being cold and rainy. So, if they reopen hot dogs for just one night, yes, I will wait in line 14 hours for some hot dogs. There you go. Shit. We barely got through two hours <laughs> to get inside that cramped little place. And then, I mean, the hot dogs and the, what was it? The uh, duck fried, duck. Uh, the duck fat fries. The duck fat fries. Yes. Were damn good. They were damn good. Yes. But at the same time, <laughs> two hours pretty much is my limit. We waited two hours the first time we went, okay, an hour and a half. First time we hit Garrett's. No, no. How about we Kuma's an hour for Kuma's, Kuma's, yeah. Kuma's Corner. We waited more than an hour to get into Kuma's. No, we didn't. Yeah, we did. It was. We waited like an hour and a half to get in there. Okay, hour and a half. All right, I'll give you an hour and a half. We waited like an hour and a half for uh, what was the place in North Chicago for the pizza? It wasn't Pizzeria Douay, was it? No, it wasn't Douay. No. It was the, uh, remember the. The upper pizza on Lincoln Park. Pequots. Pequots, thank you. Yes, we did wait to get into Pequots. Yeah. Pequots was good. And it was cold. But if they close, okay, if they said, we are closing Kuma's Corners, mm. there's no more Kuma's Corners after this weekend. So come and get these burgers while you can. Kuma Co- Corners, you guys, have the best burgers on earth. Back in the day when I ran ran the blog where I did food reviews and stuff for the blog. Like they would bring me places in Chicago to review stuff. Mm-hmm. When I tried a Kuma's burger, I was just like, literally I wrote, I am never eating another burger again. Everything else is blah compared to this. This burger literally is the shit. The end. <laughs> There's no way to put it. It's really good. It's really, really good. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry so much. We're going to have to put an explicit warning on this podcast episode. <laughs> but seriously, if they close Kuma's Corner, no more Kuma's after a weekend, I would wait 14 hours to get my hand on a Kuma's Corner's burger one last time because their burgers are the best I've ever had. It is perfect. Literally no, perfect. That's all you. I'm, I have a two hour limit on anything. I'd be actually wait in line and throw hands. That's how good their burgers are. <laughs> Only you. Once again, <laughs> uh, I'm not throwing hands for anybody's damn burgers. <laughs> now, granted, I haven't, you know, if you want to, like, challenge me to this, you know, if your burgers are so damn good, I'm willing to fight people for them. Okay. Show them to me. But other than that, no. I have two hours and a no fight club limit. You know, speaking of burgers that you would fight for, our second story actually takes us to the UK, where KFC, as you know, 
have been championing some unique eats over the past year. And this one is no exception. This is actually a new offering that they're going to be um, um, providing eaters in the UK and Ireland. So if you like gravy, this next story is for you. Because KFC is rolling out some limited edition items as part of their festive interview. And the first one they're rolling out is something that's called a gravy burger. Now, first of all, you would think the name burger would imply, I don't know, like beef. Beef, yeah. yeah. But it's not. <laughs> what the gravy burger is, is a sandwich made with a cheese-covered original recipe chicken filet, topped with a layer of what they call gravy nays. And yes, people, it is exactly what it sounds like. It is a mixture of gravy and mayo. It is topped with a hash brown, which is scooped out and doubled as a gravy boat. So there's even more gravy on top of the hash brown. And then it's on a sesame seed bun. Good for them. They call it an unsurpassed triumph of hash brown virtuosity. It features a special well that is expertly designed to hold gravy and plenty of it. KFC wrote of his burger topper with structurally certified walls to hold even the most generous helping. We have gone ahead and developed an all new mini gravy pouring pot so you can really let it flow. So you can get it on its own or part of what is known as a gravy burger box meal, which includes the sandwich, extra gravy, an original recipe mini filet, a side item, extra gravy knees, and a drink. Which is all for six point um six um point nine nine pounds or about nine dollars and twenty four cents. Also, according to the Express, KFC has also added some limited edition gravy double buckets, which comes with six pieces of original recipe chicken, an order of popcorn chicken, four bags of French fries, four sides of gravy, and a drink. There is also a gravy triple bucket. What comes with all of that plus hot wings and six mini fillets. So, my question is obviously, it sounds, looks like from the look on your face, you will not be waiting in line 14 hours for said gravy. <laughs> I don't know if I know anyone who loves that kind of gravy. You are <laughs> very much correct. Will not wait 14 hours? May not wait one hour. <laughs> Lucky if I get past 10 minutes <laughs> for gravy. First of all, usually my burgers and or sandwiches, very rarely do any of them involve gravy. Especially gravy that is made in the United Kingdom. Especially made from KFC. I just want to know why, I mean... If you've ever had American KFC gravy, I'm sorry, gravy from KFC, even in America, and this is coming from, as my wife has said, from a basic person, it is very basic gravy. Well, not only that, but even if it's the most incredible gravy in the world. Which it is not. 
I'm almost willing to say it will not be. <laughs> okay, let's let's just pretend it'll surprise you. <laughs> it is the most seasoned, well well seasoned gravy that ever gravied in the world. They can put crack in this gravy and go help them. <laughs> but what? I just don't I've never met anyone that that's obsessed where gravy would take center stage in like a burger. A meal like that. Where you have to have a gravy well inside of a potato patty topped with a, a, something else with gravy and mayonnaise. I mean, mm. I, 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 it, it's blowing your mind right my now. My mind is it? blown. Yeah. You don't know what to do with it. No, I truly, I, 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 I would like to give them points for creativity and I'm come up with something speechless. different. But no, I can't say that I am enthralled with gravy enough to say that I am going to like wait any amount of time for this. Even if it was, you know, under the guise of a McRib. No, I cannot endorse this even before trying it. Okay. I guess. That is a lot of gravy. That is a lot of gravy. <laughs> yes. So, I guess this is all part of a what they call their festive menu that they offer every year around the holidays. So last year, their festive menu included what's known as a festive burger, which was an original recipe fillet topped with a hash brown, sage, and onion sausage flavored mayonnaise. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Cranberry sauce and cheese. It also had festive fries, which included toasted onions and pepper, garlic, herb seasoning, and a mint chocolate cushion, which was decorated with a bow. And no, I don't know what a cushion is. Um, but um, yeah. So if you suffer from what food and wine calls fear of missing gravy, F-O-M-G, just so you know, you can actually get this starting Monday and it'll be available in the UK through January the 3rd. So we have quite a few listeners in the UK. And let me just say for starters that I am always open to learn new things about food. So if you are so inclined and you try this, please, please, please take a picture. Show us what it tastes like. And you know what? You do that, I will send you a gourmet goober mug. Because <laughs> I just want proof that someone ate this. <laughs> and I want to see it. Because to me, my mind just kind of stopped at the gravy nace. <laughs> but who knows? Maybe, it, like I said, it's the most robust gravy and chicken sandwich with a gravy bowl built in that you've ever had in your life. Me, I can't fathom it, but, you know, stranger things have happened. And stranger things have happened. Thus, someone creating this atrocity. Curious about you know what they had last year though, because that actually sounds almost 
that actually sounds almost good. The one where they had where um the one they had last year with what the cranberry sauce and the what was it? The fest yeah, the festive burger they had, which was the filet, the sausage. Okay. I if it wasn't mayonnaise. Like, say, for instance, they didn't have the sausage and onion stuffing. Mm -hmm. Like, it was really like a sandwich. Like, you can get this in places like Wawa, where they're very popular, where it's like a Thanksgiving meal in a sandwich. So it has, like, hash browns, a sage and onion stuffing, not mayonnaise, but just the stuffing, the cranberry sauce, the cheese, and the, and the chicken. You know what? I may actually try that. I would try that. I would. Alone. No, no. I think that would be interesting. In fact, that sandwich um, that's well known at Wawa, where it's like a Thanksgiving meal in the sandwich that you can also get at Capriani's here um, as well, which I've died to try. Um, yeah. I would almost try that. It depends on the cranberry sauce, though. Like, is it like, is it like the jelly cranberry sauce, which is really, really good? Like I, <laughs> I can't believe we're talking about this again because this came up before we jumped on the mic. Yeah. Because the dinner that I'm getting comes with cranberry sauce, mm -hmm. and you actually don't care because you don't eat cranberry sauce. Correct. Which is weird. Cranberry sauce is the best part of Thanksgiving. You can just get it, but for me, in my mind, cranberry sauce will only be like the gel stuff, like the stuff that comes out of like a can and you slice it. That to me is Nirvana. I think if you put that on the sandwich, it would go really well. Kind of be like a layer that's easy. But, you know, I have a lot of friends who are like really insane for like the cranberry relish version. Mm -hmm. In fact, what we did before we went on the air is we actually asked our friends like, hey, you know, we're in the studio, we're recording a podcast. Do you want cranberry sauce? What's your flavor? Are you a canned fan or do you prefer the cranberry relish? Most of them, I guess, the vote is the cranberry relish. So I'm not sure how that would work on the sandwich where, you know, it's like whole cranberries and some of them have like oranges in it. Um, our friend Mickey, she said she likes cranberry relish with no nuts. So maybe that would be great on the sandwich. I would still try it. I would. And just as a side note, how is it that you don't like cranberry sauce again? Just growing up, never had. I mean, so not you, to say that it wasn't on the like it wasn't on the table. So wait, you've never put it on dressing ever? No. Ever? No. What do you think it was for? Damn ornaments! <laughs> I don't care. It was just there. I didn't. No one asked me to eat, it and I just didn't eat it. I'm, I'm just amazed because I'm like. We have been together for over 20 years, and I've never noticed you don't eat cranberry sauce. That's like when we met and realizing that you've never had a Pop-Tart. That that's fascinating. Only until I said to you, <laughs> no one asked me to have a Pop-Tart, and I never tried. And for the record, people, I did make him eat the Pop-Tart. Yeah, was, good Pop-Tart. And then, how many have I had since then? None. There you go. <laughs> exactly zero. <clears throat> no. Cranberry 
sauce. And so the cranberry the- relish that I'm getting, the cranberry sauce, which I don't know what it is, but I'm sure the Cracker Barrel doesn't have the kind in the can. Mm-hmm. Would you try it? I, I just want to see if you try it. Well, you going to jam it down my throat? Well, no, I just want to see if you at least try it because it's good with the dressing. Do I have to try it? Oh, no, you don't have to do anything. But There you go. <laughs> Anything else you need to know? <laughs> I can go through life without touching every single thing on my plate. I'm mystified by this. Especially since I've learned today that many of our friends have like really set opinions about cranberry chops. Mm-hmm. So like in preparing for this meeting, our, our podcast today, like I had one friend who they're like really regimented. Like they have like, you know, our friend Kyra, the cranberry sauce is taken from a recipe from 2005. It's technically a chutney and she adds fresh oranges to it and dried cherries. And she even puts wine in it. Um, You know, our friend Kristen, you know, from college, she actually puts crushed pineapples and walnuts in hers. And uses a whole berry. Mm-hmm. None of this is convincing you. <laughs> no. Good for them. Good for her. Good My sorority sister, Jenny, um, she said that she likes hers with cranberries and oranges, orange peels. Oh, that's interesting. Cherry jello and enough sugar to make a three-year-old bounce off the walls. Okay, maybe not that one for you. <laughs> But you're not going to even take a bite. I'm going to have all of this dressing and stuff. So you eat your dressing plain, right? Yes. Basic. <laughs> Do you make good dressing? <laughs> that is a question. Do you have? Do you? Do you? You make dressing, correct? Not as good as my mother's. I've been dying to make my mother's dressing. And she doesn't give me the recipe because she doesn't know it. She makes it off the top of her head. Mm-hmm. She's done it since she's a child when my great, when my grandmother taught her. And I don't know if she can. Re- I I can't read. I can't do it. But you do make dressing, and you make good dressing, correct? If you say so, it's not as good as hers, but yes. Okay, because I've had your mother's <laughs> dressing. Yes, I've okay. had your dressing. Okay. I've had a few other people's dressing. <laughs> and for the most part, the dressing that I've had has been pretty good. So good that I don't need to add stuff to it, especially that of cranberry relish. <laughs> I have lived 46 years of life so far without worrying about this. And my life is just as enriched without it. So, yeah, I'm good. Let them all. Perform that little magic glow. <laughs> you know, if, if you put this this cranberry relish or sauce or whatever the hell it is, you know, if it makes them happy, you know, it can't be that bad. But otherwise, I'm solid without it. Okay. So. I endorse this message. So what you've learned today, dear listeners, is he wants nothing on his waffles or his dressing. If you make, if your dressing is good enough, if your stuffing is the bomb, I don't need to put relish or crap on it. All I need is salt and pepper. 
Well, it's usually canned for me, but I will step out of my comfort zone because apparently they're not giving us canned. They're having the relish. So <clears throat> to wrap things up <laughs> for this week. To summarize. To summarize. There is one more thing that we can talk about as far as Thanksgiving, since we brought up the dressing. Yes. And that is that if, you know, you're like us and you don't feel like cooking, there are some unusual ways that you can celebrate Thanksgiving without incorporating the traditional turkey. Okay. So, for example, um, the good people at Popeye's this year is offering people who do not want to cook a chance to take part in a different type of Thanksgiving where, of course, you can get their traditional Cajun-style turkey for those that order it and it's deep fried. Maybe you can get a chicken sandwich palooza. <laughs> you could do that. Or yeah. <laughs> you could take advantage of a deal that they're offering this year through Uber Eats where what it's called is turkey. C-H-U-R-K-E-Y. Okay. So it's a turkey dinner where it's an eight-piece fried chicken meal with biscuits and a side um, that's available for $19.99. And if you spend $20 or more in your order, you will actually get a free um, chicken sandwich combination meal. Okay. Oh, that's good. What does it got to do with turkey? <laughs> well, a couple of things you should know about the offer. It's not strictly a Thanksgiving Day meal. So the turkey meal is actually available from November 18th through the 19th from participating Popeyes. Now, the meal itself doesn't actually... Oh, no, I'm mad. Because according to MASH, the meal deal doesn't really substitute for turkey on Thanksgiving because Popeyes restaurants are closed on Thanksgiving Day. <laughs> so you have to order the day before and warm it up, which sucks. Even more interesting is all the ads came with a turkey-shaped container. Right. And I was like, dude, I want it just for the turkey-shaped container. Mm. No, they lied to you. The turkey-shaped container is not part of the deal. But you know what? If you want to get some turkeys ahead of time, I'm sorry, turkey turkey and warm it up for your meal the next day you can take advantage of the turkey meal <laughs> i feel like i've been like duped i've been bamboozled here you're the one who was really excited about it until we found out that that was not a thing <laughs> yeah i'm now i'm like a little mad about this i'm like <laughs> well you know cracker what? <laughs> even better you can go to baskin robbins they have a seasonal turkey shaped thanksgiving ice cream cake Okay, now I'm paying attention. <laughs> so this ice cream cake, which feeds 12 to 16 people, and actually looks like a ginormous Thanksgiving turkey. Actually sounds really delicious. It comes with a caramel praline glaze, a sugar cone legs, and then a variety of ice cream filling the flavors. It can be carved the same way a cookie can or cut into regular cake squares. Now, you can get your own for $32.99. Mm -hmm. And again, it's frozen. So you'll be able to take it home and sort it in the fridge until you get it. And actually, if you see the picture, it's really, really adorable. It looks like a glazed turkey. <laughs> so is it a cake or ice cream? 
it's an ice cream cake. Okay. So again, it feeds about 12 to 16 people. Now, of course, with the CDC, they recommend you not having that many people. So if you're like us and having Thanksgiving for by yourselves, well, that's just a lot of turkey cake for you. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> but if you want to take advantage of it, you can order it now in Baskin-Robbins. So that would be a little unusual thing to go. Now, also, if you're like me and you want to do a little bit of lounging for Thanksgiving. Now, of course, I perfectly plan to be in my striped one na- Old Navy onesie. So it'll give me an opportunity to just lay around and for the first time in my entire married life, not cook, but enjoy watching, I don't know, the parades and stuff and hanging out with the dog. Will there even be parades this year? Actually, they have something called a virtual parade. I'm not even sure what that entails. Does this mean like you get to see Snoopy virtually? (laughs) There's just going to be like a picture of SpongeBob going across the sky. Okay, goody. <laughs> but if you want something a little bit more high scale, Stovetop Stuffing released a line of stuffy Thanksgiving clothing this year. So it's a limited edition items um, that's linked around Stovetop Stuffing, and it offers everything from cufflinks that are shaped like the Stovetop Stuffing um, boxes that we know and love. You can also get a 479 stovetop stuffing handkerchief pocket square that looks just like you have stovetop stuffing in your pocket. Cool. <laughs> you can also get a red velvet dinner jacket with a stuffing themed lining for the very reasonable price of $30. So if you want to be like <laughs> pops and <laughs> and coordinate <laughs> instead of having the mushrooms, you can rough the stuffing. No, wait a minute. Hold on now. <laughs> you oh, didn't think of that? I you feel can like coordinate. <laughs> you have no coordination and stepping. <laughs> coordinate. Some of the other things that you can get on their list was a reversible shawl, a stuffing themed headband, and of course, said stufflings. Which I love the fact that the cufflinks are called stufflings. I like that too. <laughs> One last thing that you could do, if that was not ridiculous enough, then our good friends at RB offered a deep fried turkey pillow. So if you saw it online, I'm sorry, if you saw the commercials, you may have seen it where it looks like it's an infomercial for a pillow that you've read on your head. And it does. It's hilarious. It actually, it's a huge pillow that you wear on top of your head. It covers your most of your cranium, it actually goes to your nose. Okay. And it looks like it's a giant stuffed turkey with the word Arby's embellished in the front. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so the words Arby's and Frost Abreast. Not sure how you could do this. However, um, it looks like, unfortunately, supplies were extremely limited. But right now, you can actually sign up to win your own copy which is great. So if you want to wear said turkey, you certainly can. Um, And if they're completely sold out, just know that Target has their version of this stuff. Turkey as well. However, it doesn't cover your eyes. It just covers the top of your head. It's called a turkey hat. It looks like an arts project from Michael's. (laughs) 
They said it's like sleeping inside a cozy turkey. Does it smell like that? Well, I don't know. I've never sniffed one. <laughs> I'm like, if I'm paying money for this, I'm like, <laughs> better at least give me like the flavor or smell to it. Oh, no. So you want to actually sleep on something that smells like a jerky. First of all, it wouldn't last survivor dog. Yeah, that's true. Dog would destroy pretty quick in the process. <laughs> thing is i would be afraid to sleep with something covering my eyes that looks i mean it feels like a it looks like it's a heavy turkey pillow right and it covers your eyes so it just leaves your nose i would be terrified like wake up and have it over your eyes like there's no eye holes that you can peek out of i don't need if i'm asleep i'm not gonna be asking too many questions so if i get up in the middle of the night I'm already tripping over things. And now I have to worry about getting the turkey off my head. Well, hopefully it slides off your head pretty quickly. But <laughs> at the same time, it's almost like having a mask and a a pillow all at the same time. Yeah, I, I guess that. Yeah. So would you feel comfortable rocking any of those clothing items? No, the stuff links and the jacket. Yeah, like maybe this pillow head topping thing. I'm also sorry that you missed out on the stuff links. Honestly, that would be great to go to one of those galas that I go to for the nonprofits I work with and have you rocking out the stuff links. That would just be hysterical. <laughs> yeah, I would like to, you know, walk the runway and be like, it's like, what you got there? I got my stuff links, kids. That's right. <laughs> I'll rocking, let your boy. I'm rocking those LL stuff tops. That's right. <laughs> Sitting there, be like, what, "What's going on? He's popping his collar. <laughs> He's got the jacket. No, no, not, not the mushroom jacket. No, no, the Stopers jacket. Ooh, <laughs> I'm making it high. I'm looking like Hugh Hefner. I think you would be looking kind of tasty. That's right. <laughs> Big Daddy bringing there for real. That's when they really will be calling me the Dark Desperado. And they'll have people chasing you with cranberry sauce. <laughs> like, ladies, get up off of me. I got the stuffing. Okay, so on that note, we're going to take a break. And then when we come back, we'll wrap the show up talking about the best thing we ate this week. I promise you it will not contain any amalgamation of stuffing and or cranberry sauce. Mm. <laughs> You're listening to The Gourmet Goober. We'll be right back. Hey Gooberland, are you looking for that perfect holiday gift for the foodie in your life? You want to tell that special someone that you truly think they're gumbo worthy? Then you need to go to gooberswag.com and get some goober merch. From aprons to hoodies, t-shirts to mugs, our goober gear is perfect for everyone on your holiday list. So if you know someone who's proud to be a little bit gourmet and a lot ratchet, then go to gooberswag.com and get your own goober gear. Again, gooberspot.com. Check it out today. Hey, everyone. We are back. This is JJ Outlaw. And T. Outlaw. And we are back with the last segment of the Gourmet Goober podcast. This is where we share the best thing we ate this week, whether it comes from... um, 
franchise restaurants, your local hole in the wall, or maybe something that we made from scratch. We always want to share how you can get your grub on, which is so important in doing um, these difficult times with the pandemic. As always, if there's a recipe or a restaurant we recommend or what have you, we can actually, um, if you want to try it yourself, rather, we will actually put it in the show notes so you can check it out. Um, also, if you wanted to share the best thing you ate this week or highlight a restaurant that could use a love, especially as I know restaurants are going through a challenging time during this pandemic, just drop us a line at thegourmetgoober at gmail.com and maybe we will feature it on a future show. So um, before we dive into this, there is one thing that Big Daddy reminded me that we forgot to talk about in the last segment. Um, and that is, if you've listened to the show, um, we have been following closely what we have called um, hashtag the chicken wars. Yes. And that is <laughs> to revisit that timeline last summer before everything went cattywumper, wumpus rather. Um, Popeye's kind of broke the chicken sandwich mold by debuting a sandwich that was so popular that they ran out of it <laughs> and caused um, all hell to break loose. All hell to break loose on the size of, you know, you know what happened in Colorado with the In-N-Out Burger this week. Um, since then, there have been several other sandwiches that have jumped into the ring to kind of want to topple Popeye's as being the best chicken sandwich out there um, amongst fast food lands, which includes places such as KFC and, of course, Chick-fil-A. And this past, um, since our last broadcast, there were actually two sandwiches that jump into the fray. One is offered by Wendy's. Correct. And then the other that is offered by, of all places, Church's Chicken, which you don't really hear a lot about Church's Chicken. They don't do a lot of advertising. But believe it or not, they're the ninth largest um, chicken chain in the country, which is surprising when I found out. Because, again, they don't do a lot of advertising. Right. Um, they're not everywhere in the country. So it's more like a regional thing, kind of like Zaxby's and some other places. But we had a chance to try out their chicken sandwiches because we wanted to see if they were truly able to top Popeye sandwich. Whether they could hold their own. Whether they can hold their own. And so we tried Wendy's, I think, last week. And then we tried, actually... <laughs> We decided let's just be fun and try tonight the um, the church's the church's chicken sandwich during our taping. So it's something that we had a chance to sample when we were off mic before we jumped on this segment. And I know that you had a lot of thoughts about the church's one, right? I don't know if the word is like I had a lot of thoughts, but the church's experience was a. Well, let's just call it what it is. It was an experience. But the thing is that, you know, we just said that since we are the podcast of the quote-unquote chicken wars, <laughs> almost like Avengers, chicken wars. <laughs> no, we just said that we take a stab at adding to the collection, and we decided to order up churches tonight after last week having to stop and buy a Wendy's and grabbing one you know their chicken sandwich offering <clears throat> now we'll start with churches first churches was well i mean it was chicken we definitely knew that and churches chicken has always been good to us 
The food has always been tasty, the chicken offerings. And, of course, we love their biscuits, so we can say that their chicken sandwich was an homage to their food. Um, that being said, did it topple the Chicken Wars King, uh, that being Popeye's? No, no, I'm sorry, it did not. But It was a little over- underwhelming, but it did right. have the sweet and savory thing going for it. That is correct. Because it had like a honey butter type bun, brioche bun. Mm-hmm. And so that sweetness kind of counteracted what you get with the um the chicken. I think one thing we agreed on it probably, and this is crazy because when I sent it to you, you looked at me because I hate mayo. But right. I actually told you, it's like, you know what? This could actually use some a little bit more mayo. That is correct. <laughs> or something a little bit more savory, like maybe a touch of ranch or, you know, something. Because there was like a buttermilk, um, slight buttermilk flavor to it. And I think if they just like enhance it, like maybe a butter ranch or maybe season and add a little bit more mayo, um, because all the chicken sandwiches, they are basically the same like bun, you know, pickles, pickles. mayo. Mm. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Sorry. And the actual um, crispy filet. So it's more in par with what you find with Chick-fil-A than Popeye's. We both agree. Yeah. But um. Yeah, it could have added just a little bit more oomph, but the sweetness does t- put it slightly ahead, in my opinion, than what we would find at Wendy's with their sandwich, which unfortunately was just really salty. You couldn't really discern any other taste but that. Well, okay. I'll at least I one. couldn't. I mean, and it was slightly say, drier. Sorry. <laughs> right. And that's the thing, like with Wendy's, getting a Wendy's chicken was like getting chicken from Wendy's is very salty. I mean, it's fairly crispy, but overall, it's, you can definitely tell that the chicken sandwiches, just like their chicken tenders or chicken nuggets, is very much Wendy's. And that's the way, like, all their food kind of is grilled the same, kind of cooked the same. And their sandwich was nice, but it really just comes across as just this salt chicken portion and like their breasts or whatever portion of the chicken they got it from we're hoping that it it was chicken uh was i mean tasty but not very strong and i mean with churches it was stronger i mean not as strong as a chick-fil-a but chick-fil-a is crunchier but this one from churches was i mean flavorful but the thing I think that separates Popeyes from all the rest is weirdly enough, like there's more juiciness in the filet. And also for some reason, like the combination of the seasoning, the sauce, the sauce, the flavoring that is, I am, I don't know why I'm going Italian with this, but just having that extra ump, like churches was kind of getting there, but it was missing uh, like a sauce, like you were saying, like whether it was the mayo or some kind of seasoning, and it, it was missing zest. That's what was I was looking for was that, you know, thing that kind of rose up and brought it, you know, to the front. And it, churches was getting there, but it just didn't have that oomph. You know what I'm saying? Well, true. Well, true. Um, And to be clear, I don't want to take away from it. I mean, it was a very good sandwich. 
I was very kind of dismayed about the um the Wendy sandwich, although I mean it was a fairly substantial one. It was a step up over their other Wendy's um chicken sandwich that they have to offer. But in terms of seasoning, just something a little bit more discernible, at least in the one that I tasted. Mm-hmm. Um so have a better variety of flavors when you, you buy into it. But kudos to churches, because this is the first time in their storied history, because churches has been around for a long time, but this is the first time they ever offered a chicken sandwich. So for them to come up with something this sweet and savory, um, I think it's a great step off. Does it knock Popeye's off its throne? Probably not. But is it good enough for people to try and make their decision? I would highly encourage them to do so. Now, once we stepped off of that, definitely wanted to go back into the best thing we ate this week segment. And we have a couple different choices. Now, what was your choice for the best thing that you ate this week? Okay, the the best thing I ate this week, weirdly enough, was something that I prepared, uh, I would like to say from scratch, because I put the ingredients together. But it actually came as a, we'll say a happy mistake that I put together. Like I was at one point watching, I think a show on Food Network, I think that had Guy Fieri in it. And actually I got it wrong. Like I couldn't remember the name of the restaurant that was serving this. But all of a sudden, like for almost a week, I became enthralled by finding, like looking for uh, something called Texas rice. And Texas rice is basically like rice that has uh, different flavorings in it. Now, the Texas rice I found was from a uh, from the website food.com. But it's basically like rice that has um, cheese and jalapeno peppers in it. You can, uh, depending on the recipe you find online, you can also insert uh, Pablanos, but I decided to take a stab and if you were looking for it, like the recipe I took it from was uh, food.com and I injected a few other ingredients to it, but the recipe was actually fairly easy to pick up and I threw it together and I admit, even though I kind of got a little crazy with the jalapenos, I put this together and it was actually really nice and flavorful and spicy <laughs> but at the same time i kind of got a little crazy i think i gained a little bit too much weight after eating it but the texas rice and the recipe from food.com was the best thing i ate this week and i'll put the recipe on our um show notes so you can make it yourself I do want to maybe advise that um, it can get a little spicy if you put the jalapenos in it. You want something a little bit smokier and something a little less spicy. I do recommend the poblano peppers. Um, or if you use jalapenos and you want that kick, but maybe not the extra spice, just as a reminder, when you, um, before you dice the um, jalapenos to remove the seeds, as in most peppers, the spice is in the seed itself. Um, But yeah, it was um, a really good um, unexpected dish because usually Big Daddy does not like spicy things. Um, But yeah, I'll put the recipe on our um, 
show notes, so I'll give you an opportunity to try it. For me, mine's a little bit simpler. Um, the best thing I had this week was actually Garrett's popcorn. <laughs> really? Yes, it was Garrett's popcorn. And if you are not familiar with Garrett's is, Garrett's is a popcorn chain um, that is very popular in the Chicagoland area. Um, they have stores on Michigan Avenue. They have one on the Mag Mile. They have one um, that's very conveniently located in um, O'Hare Airport. O'Hare Airport. Yeah, I was about to say Midway, but I realized it wasn't Midway. Um, the beauty of Garrett's popcorn is kind of a storied brand, and it's known particularly for something that's called its Chicago Mixed Popcorn. And Chicago Mixed Popcorn is basically their proprietary blend um, proprietary mix, rather, of cheddar cheese popcorn, which if you've not had it before, you have not had cheese popcorn in your life like this. It is so good. And then they also have this special caramel corn that they make in-house. Mm-hmm. And the secret, of course, to enjoying the Garrett's popcorn is to take one piece of cheddar and one piece of caramel and eat it together. And it is Nirvana. When I tell you all of the sweetness and the savories. It just dances on your tongue. It's the ultimate umami and two kernels of popcorn. I totally mean that. It is incredibly delicious and sweet and savory. And the butter is so heavy on the popcorn. It stains your fingertips. I'm telling you, this is no ordinary cheese um, popcorn, no ordinary caramel. Um, I have not had Garrett's popcorn since before the pandemic hit. (laughs) And I was really, really craving some Garrett's popcorn. I really was to the point where I was having a, I need to get out the house moment. (laughs) And getting to Chicago, unfortunately, right now with all of the, the problems of the pandemic isn't as easy as it used to be. And Big Daddy surprised me this week by ordering some Garrett's and having to ship to the house. So I have to say, I have been loving that for the past 24 hours. been reluctantly sharing it with them. Reluctantly. <laughs> reluctantly is the keyword. But no, it is actually just delicious and it's a great snack. And he got the gallon size. It probably won't last very long. You can get different sizes. They ship throughout the United States. Um, in fact, we have one friend that lives in Fort Wayne, Indiana, that kind of insists that we send them a thing of Garrett's popcorn every year for his birthday, and it's coming up. <laughs> but um, seriously, if you have an opportunity to take advantage of it, we'll go ahead and put a link in the show notes. I encourage you, even if in this pandemic, if you can't get to Chicago, it's kind of a great way to have a Chicago tradition being brought to you. Yes. I will also say that as a person who brought the Goober to Chicagoland and the first thing I introduced to her in Chicagoland was the Garrett's. Mm -hmm. Also, my favorite hack is if you feel compelled, I mean, because whereas the Goober is more into the mix and or everyone is so into the cheese corn. I am the person who, if you are lucky enough to visit Chicago and you come across the Garrett's and if you are also lucky enough 
not to be in a line because there's also a line a lot of times in the uh, the Michigan Avenue store. I love, 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 love carrots, but mine is, my mix is actually really enough the caramel corn mixed with the hot butter corn. And the butter, like the Gruber said, will literally, it will be like, it'll be on your hands. You can wipe them off, but it'll still be on your hands no matter what for at least a couple hours. Social distance. You're going to need some, some, you're going to need some stuff to get it off your hands, but uh, get it, the butter and the cheese. I'm sorry. You can get the cheese too. Um, Get the butter and the cheese or the butter and the caramel corn fresh, like right off the store. Eat it immediately, like because you don't want the butter to go cold. But um, like if you're in Chicago, you get it, eat it immediately. Start just go go crazy. Yeah, because once get, it gets yeah. cold, it's not very good. Yeah. But, you know, like the mix, okay, you can kind of wait an hour just depending on how you feel or, you know, what your schedule is. The butter, right then and there. This is all there is to it. But uh, I fully endorse Garrett's. I know it's touristy, but – and there are other mixes in Chicago that claim to be as good. But, yeah, if you get it fresh and you want some Garrett's, just take a stab at it once because it is definitely worth your, you know, the wait. I will say that. Yes. Yes, absolutely. There's nothing like Garrett's popcorn is definitely one of the, my favorite places to go. Um, whenever someone asks about what they can get that's uniquely Chicago, I always send them there. It's one of my favorite picks. And like I said, you can get it shipped to you and I'll put the link to the show notes. So hopefully you can experience a little Chicago mix and bring that sunshine um, home. So you've done it. You've listened to another episode of the Gourmet Goober podcast. And you're still alive. <laughs> hey, Big Daddy, where can they find you online? You can find me online at T Outlaw on Twitter. T-O-U-T-L-A-W, once again. I can spell. Mm-hmm. And also on Instagram at T Outlaw Josie Wells. And you could try to find me on Facebook. I prefer you not. Uh, just go to the Gourmet Goober um, blog on Facebook. As for me, JJ Outlaw, I'm always on Twitter at JJ Outlaw. You can also find me at the at Gourmet Goober rather on Instagram as well. Drop us a line at the Gourmet Goober at um, gmail.com and visit us at the Gourmetgoober.com as well. For Big Daddy and I, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, happy eating.